When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Orange and blue sunset in mile high here in Broncos country. Let's get ready to ride. Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky. Coming to you from Studio A, where the A stands for adios. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I wasn't here yesterday. Uh, no, uh, no, but wouldn't it? What didn't we do adios last week too? Did we? There was big adios talk. I feel like might I- have been. Oh, it was irrelevant to this. This was not. It was not on the podcast. Okay. Oh. Uh, okay. I was gonna say I no don't more know details. If I've ever gone <laughs> bilingual? A stands oh. for before. Wow. Uh, so the A stands for adios, as in adios Melvin Gordon. Uh, we will talk about that in a second after we tell you that our presenting sponsor is DraftKings Sportsbook. No help from the comment section today. Didn't Ooh. need it. Um, no help. No help at all. But we are getting some calls for delay of game. But I don't think you can really have delay of game when it's the Broncos' fault of why oh. we're late. Yeah. Also, yeah. whoever so wrecked their on car. The Broncos. Yeah, wrecked their car on I-25, and then also a car shut down on josephine what so. the hell any chance either of those were the car that melvin gordon posted a picture of himself in today well i don't uh. know a lot of police cars after that one. Oh, geez <laughs> uh well no just real quick real quick we well, yes in a second um but a shout out to DraftKings. use the code dnvr when you sign up over at DraftKings sportsbook i am on the freezer of a lifetime so don't follow anything i say right follow now. Oh, no. everything i say somehow i never hit parlays i hit all three of my parlays this week wow and they three were, all, parlays they in one were week? all big money ones let's too. go wow. withdraw yeah. um uh, no don't pull I'm, an alley I'm, I'm withdraw your funds <laughs> oh no did she <laughs> did she like go all in one time well no she just keeps like since she opened her account she just wins and wins and wins and wins and wins and i was like <laughs> i was no not really i was like gloating about how how much my account was i'm like oh i'm taking out a withdrawal and she's like oh yeah well i have this much in mine and i was like why <laughs> no it's a good idea That's, i like it i i don't withdraw so I, yeah. i'm with Allie too you can never win if you don't li- withdraw you know it's just i love seeing the number grow yeah and and then it shrinks and then hopefully grows again yeah. but you never have to put more in exactly that, yep. that's the thing yeah yep. i just like to you know uh harvest the vegetables then take Eat the rake and, you know, yeah. get the dirt all back and ready and then grow new vegetables. That's just fair. let I, those vegetables grow. Yeah, and I just want to see them grow and grow They and overgrow grow. and then they become uh. un- inedible. You know, one of the things that my fiancé just... Don't listen to these people. If, you're, if you want actual advice, take your wins. Well, th- this kind of goes along with just how I live my life. Like, we'll have, I don't know, a yummy cereal in... Mm, in I love a yummy cereal. In, <laughs> in the cupboard, and it's something that she won't eat or something, so it's uh-huh. my responsibility to eat it. But then I get to where there's about one bowl left, and I, I can't uh, finish yes. it, because then then it's gone. Yeah, then I'm sad. I then I don't have it, so then I just let it go to waste. Yep. That's how I feel about the last episode of TV shows that mm, I like. Wow. Yep, like it yep, can yep. Nev- the, the show can never end if I don't watch the last episode. <laughs> exactly. <Wow. laughs> Once you watch the last episode, it's like sad. You're, you know, you feel like you like lost some friends or something. It's true, oh. especially if it is friends. But right. the thing is, like, you, you, you're done because you know you can't watch the last one. So you almost have to leave another one before that that you don't watch. You have the option of watching. Mm, I Fair see enough. I just never yeah. watched the last one, and it's like the show never ended. <laughs> it lives forever Still going in your on. heart. Yeah. You know what we have seen, though? We have seen the last episode in the Melvin Gordon era. <laughs> Hopefully. And Ryan, I want your take. Right when the news came down Monday morning, what did you think? Well, I got to say this. It's a good, I think it's a good thing I wasn't on the show yesterday. <laughs> Probably. Um, because yeah. the Broncos as a whole have me in a dark place right now. <laughs> uh, I was in a bad mood after that game. 
Um, and when that news came down, it was like, I, I mean, I, maybe I'm just blowing the fact that I wasn't on it, but I was just gonna say it felt like a like a win of some sorts, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is not right. Uh, and I feel guilty for feeling that yeah, way yeah. Um, because I don't know. You don't want to dance on graves regardless. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, I, legitimately for the person, I wish the best for Melvin Gordon. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it, my reaction, to be honest, I tweeted is about seven weeks late mm, at yep. least uh, and probably should have never been a part of this year's team in the first place. I don't know about that one. Um, but that's fine. Uh, even if you think he should have at one point, the leash should have been cut, uh, after the last Raiders game that Melvin Gordon cost the Denver Broncos. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he wouldn't have been able to have the opportunity to cost the Broncos two games against the Raiders this season. So that was my main take. Um, and it, it just kind of is emblematic of this season and this staff <laughs> and this group as a whole is it just feels like. They're too late to make these changes. Like, yeah. you know, Clint Kubiak, I thought, did a nice job on Sunday. And, you know, he, maybe as the season goes on, he, he gets better and better and grows into that role even more, and it helps out Russell Wilson even more. And none of that really matters because it's too little too late. So yeah. I felt like this was almost like they're having Melvin – they were using Melvin Gordon as like a distraction – like, oh, we'll cut mm -hmm. Melvin Gordon. That'll calm everyone down for he, a day. He'll be the scapegoat at some yeah. point in the season, and, yeah. and it'll be now. Well, and I just mean yesterday specifically. It was yeah. like, eh, if we cut Melvin Gordon, maybe people will think less about the fact that we lost to the Raiders and got swept by them for the third season in a row. I think it worked. It did. I, I do think it, it took some pressure off of the loss and Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson and everything that went wrong. I, I do think that, that it worked in their, in their advantage. Fair enough. Yeah, I think it did too. Um, and there's like a lot going on yesterday with the U.S. game too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least for me, it helped me, you know, <laughs> move on from you know that uh, just a disgusting loss at the hands of the Raiders. But um, yeah, so I do. Uh, I, I wish the best for Melvin Gordon. Legitimately, like I don't know if it's w what his prospects look like in the NFL or whatever, but um, I felt guilty for feeling good about mm. him getting cut. So you talk about some mixed emotions. There were some. Mixed emotions today on social media from Melvin Gordon himself. He posted two things on social media about leaving the Broncos. The first makes you feel like, damn, I feel I feel bad for this guy. Allie, can we pull up his actual Instagram post? Here it is. He posted like seven photos with teammates. It's it's Melvin Gordon hugging Pat Sertan's the first one. Then some other photos are him laughing with guys, him being in the huddle with guys. Uh, and, and he says, thank you to the Broncos. Then he goes on a big thing, thanking his teammates, uh, saying, you guys are my brothers, really appreciate everything. And, and it was a very good post uh, from Melvin Gordon, I thought. And then so that's when you see it this morning, you're like, Damn. Okay, man. They, Good they, for you. This, yeah. this does suck from like a, a human <laughs> standpoint. Yeah, and and it's like the classic uh, thing that played out just this last week, but it's played out multiple times now with Melvin Gordon, where he got all the pats on the back yeah, from the media. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh man, <laughs> credit to Melvin Gordon for standing up in front of the cameras and facing the music, a true professional in every sense of the word. And it feels like <laughs> after that post, you would have been able to say the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah of course. Hey, of course. Congrats, you know, uh, you know, or um, good job on Melvin Gordon going out with class. Yep. You know, it's like the, it, it's all social media now, but it used to be like the taking out a full page ad. To, ah, right, to, right, right. You know, he took out an Instagram <laughs> ad to say nice things, but there was one group that was not mentioned in there, and ah. that group was mentioned. It was later. the fans. So on that first, uh, on the front page of the newspaper, it's the full page ad thanking the fans and his teammates. Then the back page. you flip it, and the back page is this <laughs> one. And if you're listening to to it on the podcast, it's on Mel Melvin Instagram story. And the scene uh, is OJ Simpson being chased in the Ford Bronco <laughs> by I don't know 50 cop cars, yep. and Melvin Gordon is OJ photoshopped. Yeah, photoshopped himself. You know, normal into thing this. you do: Photoshop yourself onto OJ. <laughs> I don't you think want to do he that. did it. I, I, I would... totally thought some fan made this, and he was like, "Oh, you I, fans have been held." That's my interpretation. Oh, that would make a lot more sense. It's possible. And his caption is "Ha ha ha." It's laughing, crying face. <laughs> Boy, y'all fans was hell. L-M-F-A-O. Thank y'all too, Broncos country. Let's at least laugh on the way out. <laughs> so can 
one of you give me what you interpret this photo to mean? Oh, the fans are just always up his ass. So he's... Jeez. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was. But, like, he's a accused murderer on the run, and the fans are the cops? I fans mean, are the cops chasing him. Yep. I thought it was very bizarre to put that out there yourself. On top is of there, like, like a, a, a... Are we to assume that... He believes OJ's innocence. No, he, no, no, no. I don't. No? I don't. No. Wait, I he would, would have yeah. to, right? Because no, he doesn't. You don't want to be the murderer in the story. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, he did fumble five times. I think he's heard. Well, I don't so think, you think he he's knows. that self-aware to be saying that it's his fault. I don't think he was going through every part of the picture yeah, and thinking like, "Oh, Henry. this adds up." I think it's just that's something. Here's all these people chasing me out of town. Deep for him. I'm not saying like. I'm just See, saying people you would, in the comments are saying don't would, go there. That's just Jose. Uh, I, I'm just saying like y you would want to be the innocent one, right? Or is he? I don't know. It Again, I don't think he's that worried about that particular part. It's really important part of anything that involves OJ Simpson. <laughs> okay. it, it is. Cody says he thinks the fans ran him out of town. I can see that oh, one. Okay, okay, that, that one makes, makes sense. sense. Uh -huh. That one makes yeah. sense. But it just used the wrong imagery he, for he, it. He did. I, th I certainly think he did. Uh, and uh, Melvin's right, though. The fans oh, yeah. were hell for him. Uh, now, some of that wasn't his own doing. He came in to a tough oh, yeah. situation here in Denver. Now, he did choose to come here, uh, and maybe he didn't research how <laughs> tough the situation was going to be for him, but then he also had a lot of self-inflicting wounds and, and yes. reason that it just kept getting worse and worse, both on and off the field. Yeah, yep. this was a conversation that unfolded a little bit in the Slack this morning, mm -hmm. um, and I all think... I, all I saw was coffee in the Slack. Uh, you gotta <laughs> check Broncos chat. Oh. Uh, and Henry essentially said something along the lines of like, he was up against it from the very beginning, and like it was gonna yeah, be hard yeah. for fans to like him in the in, yeah. under any circumstances because he was dead before he got here. Because wow. he was taking carries away from Philip Lindsay at first, yep. and like I remember our conversations when it happened, Zach, and you ended up being the right one, which you were like they wouldn't have paid him this money to share carries with Philip Lindsay. Like he's coming here to take mm -hmm. Philip Lindsay's job. And I guess, you know, I was kind of in denial of that. Like, I was like, there's no way like we'll Philip Lindsay's back to back, back, to back yeah. a thousand yard yeah. seasons. But like, yeah, it's Melvin Gordon who at that point's like a pro bowler. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I was in support of it at the time, full disclosure of like, why wouldn't you want two really good backs in your backfield? Oh, yeah. And like, sure. You know, 8 million is a lot of money. I think it was or six it was 8 million a year. Uh, yep, eight million. So that year. is a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I was like, hey, if you're trying to get better, you, you pay good players to come and play mm -hmm. for you. Um, and I guess my disagreement with the whole thing of like he never stood a chance was just like, if he was really good and you know played the right notes, I think people would it would have been a lot easier for people to get over Phil Lindsay and to not feel like he was stealing carries away from Javante this year. It was all the little things in which he did wrong at every corner that made the fans turn on him. Uh, and, it, and it really starts and ends with the fumbles. Like, you just can't make big, loud mistakes like that yeah. that cost you games mm -hmm. and, and get away with it. And then you add in the DUI on top of it, uh, and it's just like he couldn't do anything right when he threw the ball over Drew Locke's head on the – on the uh, flea flicker, he said, like, yeah, it's just not something you do very much. Like, yeah. something along those lines, yeah. you know, like, oh, uh, like, it's not my fault. And I just, he, he played too many wrong notes. I think if he would have been a great player with great success and played the right notes outside, I think it would have been a lot easier for fans to move past the fact that, you know, he took Philip Lindsay's job. And we saw it just Sunday night after the Broncos game. He's, he has two good answers where he takes accountability, takes the blame for the fumble says that it hurt the team. And then in his third one, he just kind of unravels a little bit by saying, you know, well, we did recover. Uh, well, and then they missed the, the, the three points. They missed the field goal, too. And it's like, no, no, just take the blame and kind of move on from there. But then he started putting blame on other things. And that was kind of like you said, Ryan, every time there was a fumble, you would kind of hear that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. And yeah. Now, you know, now, now more people are coming after me for trying to read into, which is fine. Maybe I... I I didn't mean to, like, read into it too deep. I was just trying to understand what it meant. I, I got to say, though, I mean, if you're going to put yourself, or yeah. maybe he didn't do that, but if you're going to put yourself post and it. post something of a very controversial character, and it's very much a reference to that, you're going to get people who question that. 
I was just that's true. Like I didn't fully understand the post, which is why yeah, I asked the question. I, I didn't either. <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, not I'm not saying it was. I was just asking. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, it it was. I don't know. You're right in the sense that he was up against it from the start. Yeah. I just feel like he then went backwards from there. He did totally. But again, like I said in the Madden chat today, like I think if he had run for two thousand yards. Broncos fans would either be saying like, oh, they should have been giving the ball to Phil, should have been giving it to Javante. Like, he started so far behind where almost anybody has come to the Broncos and started. Like, like Bill Romanowski type situation where it's like a rival. But again, like, he People was a rival. Now, though. Yeah, exactly, because he was able to flip it around. But when you start that far behind the eight ball, and I mean, that's because you're coming from the Chargers. People already don't, like, adore you. Then you have the Phil Lindsay thing hometown, very Tebow-ish, where it's not about being rational. It still isn't. Well, I sent that tweet out about the Broncos signing a linebacker, and somebody responded, wasn't Phil available? It's like, <laughs> well, geez, he, they don't even play the same position. But I, I just, it would have been so, so difficult for Melvin Gordon to be, like, a beloved Bronco. And, it's like, he didn't necessarily have to turn into the most. only had to be good. I don't know. I don't think that's true. You had to be more than good. I, and I, I get like he is right now the most hated Bronco of the last at least 10 like a generation. Years? Yeah. The last yeah, time, like recent. it's it's a it's a long time period that he is the most hated Bronco, and like again he doesn't deserve all of it. Is there anyone between him and Raheem Moore like everyone hated no. Raheem Moore? And then I can't wow. think of a player that everyone like yeah. hated after that because they I were think winning. They, I think people hate Melvin more than Raheem Moore. No, I do. Oh, maybe man. only now because. There's time to digest and kind of feel bad for Raheem Moore, which is how I feel. But see, about exactly. Yeah. But that's the thing, though. Is people feel bad. Like nobody feels bad for. Nobody thinks like, ah, oh, Melvin, dealt a tough hand. They just think, no, I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah. Especially because he was paid big money. That makes it easier for yeah. people to kind of take the human part out of it and say, well, he's just getting paid so much money. I'm not going to have sympathy. Someone brought up Marquette King. I don't uh, think he really even enters this conversation. I do like that. He's just a punter. Yeah, I, I, I do like that. Very though. weird. Very odd. Yes, yes, I should say weird. I should, should say different. Um, Let me, but again, like, people hated Melvin before this season. And he had, what, one more fumble than Javante last year? Yeah. Is that it was? two games last year. Oh, totally. But again, it's one more fumble. Well, like, it's then, one more fumble. But that's what I mean about the loudness, you know, the, the size of the mistakes. Like, you can make a very strong, compelling case that out of the last... So how many games have they played this year? Uh, ten. Ten. Out of the last 26 games that they played... And I don't know exactly what their record is in those games, but five of their losses can be directly attributed to Melvin Gordon. Now, it's it's not that simple. Yeah. But you can point to that game and say Melvin Gordon made a massive mistake in that game, and the Broncos lost. Yeah, and it, that's why he got cut. Yes. And then also just all the off season stuff we mentioned some, but then how about this off season deciding not to come to any of the of the off season yeah. workouts, and it just people were already Warm. wanting to get after him. And then that was just more more fodder fodder for the fire there. Jose throwing out Juwan James. Oh, really good one. <laughs> but again, yeah. just not as high profile as Melvin because he didn't not cost them any games because he didn't play any. Yeah, <laughs> again, like he's so a did lineman. He cost them all the games. Maybe then. Yeah. <laughs> he's a lineman, not a running back too. Like the casuals hate Melvin. Loud mistakes are just the number one way to get a mm -hmm. fan base to turn against you. And you're right. Mm -hmm. He started behind the eight ball and then just worked his way back from there. And that's yep. how you get to full on hate. I do want to say this. I, and I am certainly not claiming innocence in this case, mm -hmm. to get back to innocence. Um, <laughs> I don't want players to leave Denver feeling like the fans were hell. No, yeah, totally agree. Especially uh, players who are very likely going to be important media people down the line. <laughs> Potentially. I, I, he's going to be on TV. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I could see it. I, yeah, I almost yeah, see him more maybe to. like on like the Wisconsin broadcasts or something. It's possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but either way, uh, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I, I don't like that feeling. Uh, and I, like I said, I, I you know, I, media and I can only speak for myself personally. Like I certainly played a role right. in sometimes oh, yeah. riling up the masses because I was also <laughs> upset about Mel whatever Melvin Gordon did in that specific situation. Um, but I, I don't want people, players leaving the Broncos being like, man, Broncos fans are rough. Yeah, it's yep. not. A, it's just not a good look for us. I, you know, I think that yeah. for a long time, Broncos fans were kind of the opposite of that. Back when they were winning. 
Yes. And that's what I was going to yeah. say is like, hey, um, man, I didn't do much, but those fans, they showed the love or whatever. Um, for most players, excluding like a Raheem Moore or anything like that, would probably have great, great memories of Broncos fans. And it is true that things have gotten rough over the last seven years. And it brings the worst out of, you know, everyone when, when things get bad. And um, I just think as a, as a general rule, we should try to avoid having people feel like that when they leave Denver. I think, I think yeah. it's a great point. Uh, and uh, um, I have one more question, or I have one more opportunity for Melvin to have the fans hate, fans hate him even more. What if he signs with the team that then plays the Broncos? <laughs> and what happens? Two things can happen. He can come into Denver with that team and score two touchdowns on the Broncos and really get back at the Broncos. Or I think he can create the loudest environment that the Broncos will have this entire year if he goes out with this other team and fumbles. Oh, and the fans I are think, just losing. I their think mind. it would be as loud as we've heard this stadium this year because there haven't been that many good moments. I also think you might be as loud as to hear just the booze mm, when he takes the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very it's very true. So he went unclaimed today. Do you guys think he signs with another team? I think he he's going to get offered a practice squad spot. I wouldn't be surprised if his ego's in a place where he just doesn't take it. Mm. But I, I don't I don't see him getting the ball this season. Okay. What I don't understand because again and this is the Melvin Gordon dilemma. He's a good player when he's not ruining the game for you. Uh -huh. uh, and so it would be tempting for a team, for example, say the Buffalo Bills, yeah. to say like, man, this guy could come in and be one of our better backs. And then I just come to the, the if I'm in that conversation, I'm at that table, I'm just saying like, there's no way. You cannot hand this dude the ball mm -hmm. because all of our games are big games and they're only getting bigger as we get closer mm -hmm. to the end of the season. And we saw what happened to the Broncos. Mm -hmm. They lost five games in which he fumbled the ball. So I don't think a good team can afford to yep. give him the ball. And I don't know if there's motivation, especially for an older player, for a bad team to sign him, you know, to give him carries. Yeah. And on top of that, he hasn't been good even when he hasn't fumbled this year. Like, he's a yeah. full yard below his, like, worst uh, yards per carry since he's been in Denver. But even Javante wasn't very good True. in yards per carry wise when he was out there yeah. obviously latavius and anyone else they've given the rock this year is oh, yeah. also isn't except for maybe again, like, like Boone. yeah <laughs> maybe but again like when you look at it's like yep. three and a half yards per carry fumbled five times they're just I, I just can't see a team saying like oh yeah he's gonna help us out if you take away his name melvin gordon which is a name mm -hmm. that everyone knows yeah and you look at those stats yep that's an unsignable player yep yes it is. It is. I mean, five fumbles in 10 games this year, and he wasn't even the starter. He has the most fumbles of any non-quarterback this year in the NFL, and I believe he has the 34th most touches or carries from a running back position, yet the most mm -hmm. fumbles. Yep. Just think about that. Yep. He yep. wasn't getting opportunities, yet he was fumbling the most. It's wild. Oh, I mean, yeah. And, you know, the Max Crosby one this last weekend is like a – a really good play by Max Crosby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if it happened to anyone else, that's the way it would be um, interpreted. And it's just like, I don't know. It always happens to you somehow. Yep. And teammate, the, the, the other players know. And so they're mm -hmm. punching the ball out. And that's what the Broncos would certainly be doing if they ended oh, yeah. up playing him this year. That's yeah. the other tough part is if you're, if you're Melvin, you know, everybody's going for the ball. Yep. Like, like, for you know Mike Boone when he gets back, they want the other teams want forced fumbles. When you're Melvin, everybody's trying to knock that ball out. And and not only do they know that that can be a big play for their team, they also know it'll just change the energy in the stadium. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it certainly has. Yes. many times. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I don't know. It's a it was a complicated and bad relationship from the start. Yeah, and I think it's probably just a relief for all involved that it's over yeah and and if you want to change the environment you're in bring some breck brews and i'm mm. sure that will change it in an instant especially if it's kind of a bad environment bring some breck brews and it will be a great one especially broncos country pale ale they got the coolest cans in the world especially if you want to rep your broncos the old d they've got on there it's awesome and also the beer is really good it, it's like it has flavor but it's not too intense, so I think it really fits a lot of palates there. And if you want to get a Breck Brew, come down to the DNVR bar maybe Friday. It's going to be 
maybe one of the biggest days that the bar's ever had, starting at 6 a.m., going all the way through the night. The Nuggets play at 8.30. So. At, in the night. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, so literally, it's all day, all night. We're going to have Breck Brews here the whole time. And if you can't make it to the bar, make sure to check out breckbrew.com to find their Breck Beer Locator and find beer close to you. And if you uh, are thinking about getting a little bit reckless while you drink those Breck beers with us, Jesus, check out Denver oh, Health oh Medical. Oh. No, get some health insurance. It's a good thing to do. That's not oh that bad. Get some goodness. health insurance if you're going to do something irresponsible. I think it's just the word reckless yes, that just yes. took us to bad places. Mixing with alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I just think that that's good advice. If you're going to be reckless, yes. have health insurance. <laughs> also, yeah, don't be true. reckless yeah, while you're drinking. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but also have health insurance. Yes. Yeah, just that part. Have health insurance. Especially if you're no, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, if if you don't have insurance, this is the best way to do it. Um, it's obviously Denver Health or Denver based. They have ten family health center centers in the Denver area. They have a main hospital, uh, the outpatient medical center at Denver Health. All sorts of good stuff. Again, it's local. They have dental and vision at no additional cost. Um, it's it's cost effective. It's still good health insurance. Uh, so, so definitely, if you're in the market, this is the the best option on the market with great benefits, affordable plans, all that sort of stuff. Um, and uh, open enrollment for the exchange runs November 1st to January 15th. If you enroll by December 15th, you can have your coverage begin on January 1st. Call today, 303-602-4912, or go to www.denverhealthmedicalplan.org. Nice. And Zach kind of touched on it, but make sure you come down to the bar on Friday. Uh, it's going to be insane. I already have one of my buddies pressuring me to get here at 6 a.m. <laughs> don't I don't envision that happening. <laughs> yeah. We just stay here so long. Like I would be so down to come at 6 a.m. if we weren't going to be here until 11 p.m. at night. I'd be down to come at 6 a.m. if the U.S. was playing at 6 a.m. But they don't play till noon. <sighs> so I think I'll, I'll get here uh, for the 9 a.m. Well, actually, but Allie, you have no excuse because on Thursday, are you going to be here till 11 p.m.? It's Thanksgiving. No. No. Yeah, so then boom, there the you go. The bar is oh, closed oh, on you mean, Thursday. You mean Friday night you're going to be yeah, here so till 11. Friday oh, okay. is just like an Never all day. Mind. I mean, yep, we're going to yep, be, yep. if we were here okay, from 6 a.m. to 11.30 p.m., it wouldn't <laughs> be the first 15 time. 15-hour day at the but, bar. But, yeah, it would just be a lot. Wait, it's more than that, isn't it? 6 a.m. to the 11. The bar is closed no. on Thursday, though, for everyone. Friday, though. 6 a.m. Yes. Oof. <laughs> exactly. So come down on Friday, party with us. Um... I, I say get here early, but also, like, even if you don't, it's still just as much fun. You're just going to have to stand. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. And, man, was yesterday packed. Or make friends. And best sport for standing for a whole game is definitely soccer. Not too long. Exactly. It's, yeah. That's my that favorite thing true. about these World that's Cup games. One. It's not that big of a commitment. Like, if you want to watch, like, a, two teams you don't care about play baseball, it's like a <laughs> three-and-a-half, maybe four-hour commitment. and. Tough. But, like, this is, like, you know exactly how much time you're committing to it. You're like, yeah. I think I'll get into this game. Yep, yep. So, Henry and I were doing the podcast during the USA game yesterday, and we were mm -hmm. two floors above the bar in the same building, but two floors above and, like, on the other end of the building. Yep. And we could still hear chants and, and hooting and hollering going oh, yeah. on. Yeah, Brandon was in, like, an important business meeting, uh, you know, kind of telling people about the great things about yeah. DNVR. Yeah. And then that happens, and he's like, he's like, as you can see, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. It was my ears were ringing afterwards, like a full on like uh, Sonic event. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Speaking of Sonic events, can the Broncos make the playoffs this year? No. Okay, that'd be a Sonic <laughs> event. So then, what do we want to see, barring wins from the Broncos the rest of the year? What's the most important thing? I think it's very obvious. Yeah, it starts with, with one thing that we don't even have to really dive that deep into because yep. it's so obvious. You need, you don't want, you need desperately to see Russell Wilson play better. You yep. do. And it's unfortunate that it didn't give the Broncos the results they're looking for, but this last Sunday was absolutely a step in the right direction. Uh, and I saw Russ taking a little bit of um, heat for this no pun intended, for the heat map of his throws uh, <laughs> this weekend because it, it was it was the Russ can't throw over the middle meme personified. He didn't even try. Yeah. No. Which is kind of fine with me. 
Like, yeah, eventually, I mean, yeah. sure, you'd like to work back to that. But I think that was the number one thing Clint Kubiak said when he came in. I think when Nathaniel Hackett came in, he said, hey, we're going to run this offense. I believe in you to be able to throw over the middle. Even if it might not be your favorite or most comfortable thing, let's make it happen. Let's have a dynamic offense and not telegraph. I think Clint Kubiak looked at that film and said, all right, well, he can't really do that. So yeah. let's get back to the edges. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you know what? It didn't result in a lot of points, but it resulted in a much more comfortable Russell Wilson who was completing easy passes, mm-hmm. who looked accurate when he was throwing out there. And to me, that's just like a step in the right direction. So mm-hmm. that's what you need to see. And I think we're already one step in that, in that world. Definitely. So what, what does that look like besides just being more comfortable? What, 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 what would you like to see in the final seven games? Just keep going what you did with that first half. Like, I mean, just, just easy completions. Use those flats. Let them work upfield. Get, like, I don't know. If you, I mean, if you complete two-thirds of your passes, everybody's going to be hyped. I don't need it to be that good to feel a lot better. I mean, he's completing, what, like 55% right now? Uh, now it's up to 59% Damn. thanks to his 77% performance. Yeah. I mean, if you can get up to, like, 63 64 65%. Okay. That would make me feel really good going into next year. In order to feel really good, and I can't believe this is the bar, the the next seven games, two to one touchdown to interception ratio, which coming into this, Russ was a Did not take a step in the right direction on that this weekend. He did not. No, Russ was a four to five touchdown to interception ratio guy coming into this season. Four touchdowns to one interception or even five touchdowns to one interception. So the fact that I'm dropping down to two to one, I wouldn't feel great, but I'd feel better because right now... He is almost one-to-one, and his touchdowns per game is less than one per game, which is just wild. So, yes, I think I would want to see him uh-huh. continue to build on being comfortable, but then I'd also need to see him have success while doing that, and that was kind of the one thing that he lacked was I don't need big plays that turn into touchdowns. He almost had it to Kendall Hinton, and, man, that, that would have been an awesome one for him to get. Uh, but but I do need to see him start getting into the end zone. Almost had two to Kendall, Kendall Hinton because Kendall dropped one later in the game. It's true. That probably would have been a touchdown if he caught it. It's true. It's, it's very true. Okay, so we all agree on that. Yep. What's number two? Because I think I may be different than you guys. Uh, I've got two that really stand out. Okay. One of them is that offensive line. Oh. You, you got to get that going. Like, if you could start running the ball but, like, at all, that'd be so great. I feel like you have to micro-focus a little bit more than just saying better offensive line play because no. which parts of these offensive line that we're seeing right now are even going to be a part of next season. Totally. Right? But just that outside zone. Like, you just need to get that working. And who knows who's going to be back and who's not. But I mean, if they don't get it going, then you know none of them can do it. So just get that going. Like, you just need some semblance of a, a running game. Like, you, you, I'm not asking for a 200-yard game, but, I mean, what is it this week? 2.9 yards per carry for Latavius and, like, 3.8 for Melvin? Yeah. Well, guess what? Melvin's gone. So just find a way to get 3.5 yards per game consistently. Wow. Three, or 3.5 three yards per carry for the game. Three and a half yards per game is what it feels like right now. <laughs> yes, it is. I, I knew what you meant, but that's tough. And really quick, oh, it's yeah. going to be even tougher. Chase Edmonds put on the injured reserve today. Yep. He's out at least the next four games. What, what, what's up with Mike Boone? Uh, he is eligible. The first week he's eligible come, to come back is next week. Okay. Uh, I feel like he might actually be able to help in this whole equation. He honestly could be oh, your yeah. number one back. Definitely. If he's healthy. I mean, he'd be the favorite, right? I think Latavius would probably be the favorite just because so. really? he's hasn't done anything wrong yet yeah yeah except for not pick up yard (laughs) like he hasn't fumbled is he hasn't fumbled is what you can say he's big yeah he's big i don't think mike has either i i do think there's a good chance that he would be featured heavily but they've never shown that right Um, also i've seen this and melvin i've seen this in our comment section a couple times over the last couple days Mm. the trade deadline is passed (laughs) yes no one can be traded no no can't be traded until march of next year (laughs) yes Uh, So we can get that out of the way. And speaking of the person that they said trade, I want to see one of these wide receivers do something on a consistent basis. Uh, That was my other one. Starting to see it from Jerry. That's why it's so disappointed that he got hurt. He had had a couple nice games in a row. Um, We we determined him to be the offensive MVP, (laughs) uh, which is so sad. Um, but and honestly, he's probably since we had that conversation a couple weeks ago, he's probably only added to that, which is insane. Yeah. So uh, I'd love to see Jerry Judy be a consistent threat. 
um, once he comes back, that would ease my concerns a lot because it doesn't. It feels like Cortland Sutton is not that guy. Um, and I, 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 Brian, I totally see where I are in terms of players, specific players. I'm right there with you and Jerry Judy because the thing about the wide receiver group, you're stuck. You're not making any big moves next year in terms of adding someone. You may mm -hmm. trade one of these guys, but you're getting you know a pick back that's not going to get you a superstar. You need a superstar to emerge. And right now, I'm not comfortable saying that any of these guys no. will be a superstar, but you need a playmaker to emerge right now. And I think Jerry Judy gives you that best opportunity to get that. It's kind of hard to invest more into the position the Broncos already have. Yeah. Two mm -hmm. big contracts and a first-round pick. You're not, and, and, and a second-round pick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so that's why you're not going to do anything else. Yeah. And that's why my, my second one was actually a little bit different. I wanted out of Montrell Washington, Jalen Virgil, mm -hmm. and Brandon Johnson. For somebody to do something, okay, just just enough that fans are saying like, oh, maybe maybe he'll be good next year. Jalen Virgil's batting a thousand. He is. He does have that one catch, one target, um, one catch, yeah. one touchdown. Yeah. So yeah. true. But yeah, I mean, like you're gonna have Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. Can you trust any of those guys? Of course not. Like they're just not there. Any one of them could still potentially be like a Pro Bowl type of guy, uh, and that's why you have to keep him around. But that's why if you can just add. One more, one more guy to get excited about: Jalen Virgil, the uh, Brandon Johnson, Montrell Washington. You don't need him to be great, but just string together back-to-back -to -back 50, 60 yard games toward the end of the season. Like then they justify having that roster spot, and you feel like you have options. And Hank, to add to your point, you guys know how many wide receivers caught a pass this week for the Broncos? Two. That's what I was gonna guess. Three, three. Oh. You know who, how many caught more than one pass for two yards? Two, oh, and one of them is Kendall Hinton, and all the respect to Kendall Hinton. He should probably be thrown in your group as well there, Henry. Uh, but you had Cortland Sutton, Kendall Hinton each catch a couple of passes, then Brandon Johnson catch one pass for two yards. So talk about the Congratulations, need for first NFL catch. Yes, exactly. Talk <laughs> yep. about the need for depth Definitely. there. I'm right there with you. But my number two, and it doesn't agree with you guys, and you guys may actually push back against this. I'm not sure. I know fans will. I want to see Nathaniel Hackett become a, a good head coach, a good head coach. Because we know he can't do it as a play caller, at least of now, and he's probably not going to get that opportunity with the Broncos ever again. Because if he can prove to be a good head coach this year, he's probably not going to have job. play responsibility next year. But he's going to keep his job. And as much as fans want him fired, the last thing the Broncos want internally and honestly as they should, shouldn't want, they don't want more change. Change is just killing this team year in and year out now. You can't stick with something if it's bad and not working. So if Nathaniel Hackett doesn't prove that, then you do have to move on from him. But it would be great. And so far, we're honestly 0 for 1 with Nathaniel Hackett proving to be a good head coach this past game. Uh, the game management was questionable at times. I don't put that play on third down after the two-minute warning on Hackett. I still put that on Russ. But it doesn't look good for Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, but honestly, the second best thing outside of Russell Wilson is having consistency with the coaching staff and having the guy you hired this year turn out to be good. Now, I'm, I may be wishing for something that's not likely to happen, uh, and, and I know that, but that would honestly be such a good thing for the Broncos. I think you're totally right. <clears throat> I also think that has to be coupled with Clint Kubiak um, becoming a legitimate play caller. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I can only assume... Uh, he can't be the play caller as quarterbacks coach for long. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. So you can probably get away with that for the rest of the season, but yeah. it would be a positive thing for the Broncos. And again, I'm with you that no one wants to hear this because yeah. everyone's ready to move on from everyone and start all over. Yep. It'd be a positive thing for the Broncos if they were able to move forward with Nathaniel Hackett as head coach and Clint Kubiak as offensive coordinator. Um, I almost feel like we had this conversation when the Broncos made all these moves of like, why is Justin Allen the offensive coordinator and Clint Kubiak is the uh, quarterback's coach? Um, but it, like I said, it'd be a good thing for the Broncos to say, okay, we're keeping the same scheme. We're changing the play caller. We're going to add a, a few wrinkles. Um, Henry, you mentioned, you know, they started the, they started the game with a wrinkle the other day, which yeah. I thought was great. You know, make them think you're in a heavy uh, set, send out their heavy personnel and then spread them out um, with like a double, I don't know, double tight type mm -hmm. of uh, formation there. Like, I like seeing that from Clint Kubiak. So, I'm with you. I feel it's unlikely. <laughs> yeah. But if it does happen, you couple it with Clint Kubiak being 
an option for this team as offensive coordinator and being able to keep some semblance of stability. But I just think that most people are thinking, I don't want stability. I want the whole thing to come crashing down so we can start over and try again. Especially after Hackett's comment yesterday. Um, he, he was asked, you know, how was it not calling plays? And, and he said he was kind of just bouncing around talking to people, but then just said, you know, I, I didn't know what to do at times, which fans jumped all over. He said he tried oh, to yeah. make a couple play calls to Russ, and then he noticed his button wasn't there to, to make a play call into Russ, which to me was honestly sad. I felt bad yep. for him. Well, and then it's he like said, when you're like looking for your dog exactly. to come meet you at the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. And then he said a couple of times, you know, I was pumping the crowd up, and when you're losing and your head coach is saying that, you know, he, he, one of his jobs was pumping the crowd up, people don't like to hear that. So I know that uh, fans certainly did not like that answer. And I know that fans certainly don't like my answer of that, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. man, I didn't see that stuff, actually. I only saw the ones that were, like, positive of him being like, I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. That's funny that yep. he said all that. Yep. Yeah, it was. Yep. The offense yesterday was so good in the first half, though. I don't think we're giving it enough credit. It's because just, it scored 10 points It is exactly, why we're not giving it exactly. credit. And the because Melvin Gordon fumble could have made it 17, and then that's 34 totally. points for the game on pace. And then you're talking about, okay, yeah, that is mm-hmm. it. But again, I, like that 10 points came on three drives. Like That was just a very slow-paced yeah. game. 3.3 3 po- uh, points per drive, that would be easily the best in the NFL. Right now the Chiefs are number one with 2.8. And if they had kept that 3.3 3 per drive up in the second half, they would put up 23 in the second half. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're talking 33. And then you throw in, they missed that field goal they could have made. Like, that first half really was good. Um, it was, but, but Henry, I think another reason we're not talking about just because it was 10 points, but the, then the second half. Exactly. Six points, and yep. then you kind of got back to what you're used to. But oh, yeah. I certainly agree with you. There's hope yeah. there. But then when it mattered most, the offense wasn't Definitely. There. I'm not sure if there was a script or something, but they had everything going in that first oh, half. Oh, yeah. Kubiak's and Shanahan's. They have scripts. <laughs> exactly. They know exactly. scripts. I was going to, I think I, I can't remember if I tweeted it or not. No, I ended up tweeting a different version of this, but I was yep. going to say like, for the rest of time, just let a descendant of the Kubiak or Shanahan family design the script. Like, I don't even care if they're part of the, the staff. Yeah. Just let them do the script. Those, that, yep. those families are really good at that. Um, I, I understand why everyone kind of jumped on those quotes. I kind of sympathize with it. Like, what are you supposed to do? That's the thing. But that's also the reason some people would say you need a different head coach who does something. What I'm saying, though, is a head coach who is not in charge of calling the plays on either side of the ball does a lot of nothing during the game. Yep. Motivate some guys, pump up the crowd, make a difficult decision on fourth (laughs) down, which we can't even be sure that Nathaniel Hackett has the power to do that. Yeah, it's Um, true. But... The point being, when you are the CEO type, that's the job of a CEO. You just sit back. Yes. is You empower great people to do their jobs. Yep. And when the push comes to shove, like your, your job is done. Yep. You know, yep. it's like uh, Brandon Spano, who does a ton. I'm not saying he yep. doesn't. But it's his job to put us in these chairs. Right. And then mm-hmm. once we press go on the show. Yeah. There's nothing he can do but watch. Right, right, yep. right. Yep, yep. You do all the work behind the scenes. Yeah. And Nathaniel Hackett is still grinding away like crazy. It's just in a, and it's in a different role. And mm-hmm. you know what? We've, we've talked about this pretty much every coaching search. In order, typically, in order to have the sustained success without having to, you know, be really bad on offense and really good on defense and just flipping that all the time, in order to be sustained, typically a CEO head coach is the way you want to go. Because yet you have someone that's not going to get too high, too low on either side of the ball. That's the best thing for sustained success. Now, I understand why the Broncos went after Hackett. They had to fix their offense, and they thought that was the best way to do it. But if Hackett evolves into this good CEO, that would be great for the team. I'm not holding out hope, though. And I also really do believe that it was less about offensive genius Nathaniel Hackett. Because he's never proven himself to be that. It was fix the offense with an offensive-minded head coach and bring in someone who can change the culture and the vibes. Right. Uh, and he did a lot of great work in that until they actually had to play football games and started losing again. Yep. And you, yeah. there's nothing you can do for vibes and feelings and all that when the, when, when the team's bad. 
No, no, you, you, you really can't. Um, but there is something you can do to change the vibes, and that's win money over at DraftKings Sportsbook. I mean, my vibes, I had a terrible day on Saturday uh, betting on college football. I was feeling a little under the weather, so I didn't leave the house much. So just betting on college ball, bad decision, really bad. I need to stay away from college ball. But then the vibes totally changed on Sunday when I hit all three of my parlays. So that's what you can do over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And in fact, they're going to change your vibes right when you sign up for new users. If you place a $5 bet on any NFL game and any NFL team to win and they win, you get $150 in free bets if they do. Place a $5 bet. You can even do it as early as Thursday. Mm. Three different games. Place a $5 bet on any team to win. If they do, you get $150 free dollars in your account. Man, this may be the best time to do that. Start with the morning game. Probably place your $5 money line bet on the Bills to win. They win, then you have $150 to use on the final two games that day. Roll it over into the weekend. If you want to get crazy, you can bet on the Broncos playing the Sam Darnold led Carolina Panthers this Yikes. week. So head to the App Store, download the or download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get $150 in your account by placing a $5 money line bet. That's $150 free dollars in your account by using the code DNVR. Make sure to see the show notes for details. And get on over to uh, Infinity Park. The Raptors are done for the season. Uh, it was another great year for them, their second great year of the two years they've been a team. And uh, they do like other the abs all over again. Wow. They, well, I mean, <laughs> they were above 500, <laughs> which I guess the abs were too, I would imagine. But um, yes. Yeah. So uh, Infinity Park, still a whole bunch of cool stuff going on, even if there's no rugby there right now. Who knows? They might throw another game in anyway. Uh, AmericanRaptors.com. That's where you can go for tickets. That's where you can go to watch the games. And make sure you're following along with Colton Strickler at DNVR Rugby uh, with the podcast, written stuff, all that. <laughs> What time do we start the show? Uh, 4.35. 3.35. 3.35. All right, so let's get to these questions. But we got. first, 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 I, I got to tell you that the Broncos will be playing another game this year. I can guarantee that. Oh, They're throwing on they the schedule. So you've got to maybe check it out and go to the game. And if you My want bad. to, check out our friends over at Game Time. Click on the link in our YouTube description. We've also got it on our podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, Ali's showing you exactly where it's at. It's the first link in our description. Click on it and boom. Takes you right to the Broncos tickets game coming up. Next home game, I should say. Kansas City Chiefs at home on prime time. And the awesome thing about game time is I love their interface. You get to see exactly where the seats are. They have flash deals going on like Ali's showing. That is a beautiful seat right there. So if you want to get in, get to a Broncos game. Tickets, as long as the Broncos are bad, tickets are probably going to be pretty affordable. So Mm -hmm. if you can't go to many games, well, this is a great time to go. So check them out. Click on that link in our description. Uh, Really quick, as we get into comments here, a comment right there from Alex Romero, who says, praying on the 49ers downfall so hard. It's not coming. That would have been a big one. I've actually just let go of it. I watched the game last night hoping they would lose. And now I'm just like, okay, we're just going to get like a 28th pick. That's all right. It's better than not having a first-round pick at all. Yeah, because the big thing is, I mean, if they're not going to miss the playoffs, all that matters is how they do in the playoffs. So it's it's hardly even worth cheering against them if they're going to make it in. It's hard for me to think that they're going to be worse than – or that the Broncos will have a better pick than the 28th pick. I mean, it feels like they're at least going to make the NFC Championship game. Yeah. I knew Kyle Shanahan had something up his sleeve when they made the trade for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. And last night, I think, was the first full game I've gotten to watch with Christian McCaffrey there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, all he did was make them impossible to defend. (laughs) you got to choose. Are you going to stop Ayuk? Are you going to stop Kittle? Are you going to stop Debo? Are you going to stop Christian McCaffrey? You might be able to stop one. You maybe could maybe stop two. You're not going to stop three. And you definitely cannot stop all four of them. No no chance. And Jimmy looked amazing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Jimmy looked incredible. Oh, are you talking about before the game? Always. Uh, Always. Um, But no, I mean, and in fact, now, they certainly didn't stop uh, Debo Samuel or Christian McCaffrey, Mm -hmm. the the Cardinals, last night. But they held both of those guys out of the end zone. So their two best threats they held out of the end zone. And they still put up 38 points because George Kittle Mm -hmm. gets in twice. Brandon Ayuk gets in twice. And actually, I kind of feel bad leaving Kittle out of that best two conversation because Ayuk isn't in that top tier. But they have three 
elite guys. It's, and then and then Ayuk is developing into be a fantastic guy. Yep. As and well. no one is better than scheming them no. into positions to hurt you than Kyle Shanahan. I mean, he just keeps putting Debo and Christian both in the backfield and shotgun next to Jimmy, and it's like, well, just f me. I don't yep. know what to do. Or you see, like he splits out Christian McCaffrey wide, and Zayvon Collins goes running after him, and he's like seven <laughs> yards <laughs> off, and I'm just like. He's going to have the easiest slant yeah, ever right yeah, now. Boom, yeah. easy slant. Yeah, 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 Makes exactly. you wonder if the Broncos should have traded for Christian McCaffrey. I I mean, I was in, I was in support of it then for, you know, mm -hmm. but... Who's their Debo? Who's their, who's their yeah. uh, Kittle? Who's their... Could have had one. <laughs> uh, but yeah. could, he have, could they have beaten the Raiders? Would yes. he be the difference? They lose every Maybe. game by Probably. a couple yeah. points. Yeah. Exactly. Like, could, how many of those would have swung? Maybe. Yeah. Um, I think... the. It's crazy that the Broncos beat this team. Now, obviously, they <laughs> didn't have um, Christian, but they had everyone else. Now, to be fair, it was Kittle's first game coming back off the IR. It was Jimmy's first game playing, so they were a very different team. But still, the Broncos will have that over them. It's also kind of crazy that um, they were ever trying to force Trey Lance as the starting quarterback. Oh, man. And you think about yeah. it, one of the picks they gave up could have been Micah Parsons. So they could have added Micah Parsons or Pat Sertan to their defense. Yep. And, like, I'm in on the whole idea of trying to improve your, your quarterback yeah. at all times. Yeah. But it, Trey Lance would not have this team going the way that, that Jimmy does. No. Nope. Nope. No question about it. All right. Let's hit these questions. We have a limited amount of time to answer questions. So let's hit let's these fly. quick. Uh, Orange, if Hackett comes back next season, fans will riot. I, if Hackett comes back next season, it's because the team goes five and two ish over yeah. their next seven at four and three with wins against the Chiefs, maybe and, and sure. the Ravens. I yeah. mean, two wins so people the people would get a little bit behind. It, he wouldn't be coming back at five and eleven, so no. twelve. The Broncos are staring down the barrel of getting swept by the division. I think yeah. it's going to happen. Me too. That's the worst. The worst thing of all the things that have happened. The, I agree. The only one that's that's up in the air for debate right now is the Chargers at home. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos win that, but that's the only one. Yeah, I mean, they're in every game, so something crazy could happen with the Chiefs. But have they? Wow. I don't know if, if in their history uh, they've ever gotten swept by the AFC West. In this construction, probably not. Yeah. No. That's, that's so bad. Orange again. Uh, what does Hackett? Where does Hackett rank in most hated coaches? I know he's not Second. number one. No, yeah, Josh he, he's not number one because Josh McDaniels also cheated. It was an embarrassment off he was the awful. field as well. This is yeah. going a lot better than Josh McDaniels did. That says something. I don't it know is. about that. It is. I don't even think there's an argument. It's definitely going better. They have half as many wins as Josh uh, had in his, uh, or no, not even half as many wins as Josh had in his first season. In his first I mean, six games. Yeah. True. I mean, but I guess by the end of the season, we'll be able to say, I mean, everything went wrong. He yeah. pissed off Jay Cutler right away. Yeah. I guess Brandon was, Marshall, he didn't trade till after the season. Still pissed off, though. He pissed and no yep. players that were still on the team no, liked him. Everybody hated him. Media absolutely hated him. Everybody yeah, hated that, him. That was a, a disaster. And now that <laughs> it guy was awful. owns Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's the brutal reality. Yep. yep. Next one from James. He says, I'm both amazed and dis disgusted about the backlash Broncos Twitter is giving Melvin about his post. We are a toxic and spoiled fan base. I don't get it. Everybody's toxic and spoiled when they lose. Well, you being spoiled is a privilege because it means that you've won a lot. Yeah. So yeah. that I can excuse. Toxicity just comes from losing. It does. Yeah. And there's been a lot of losing. And there so, has. like I said, I think Melvin was right. This fan base uh, was hell for him. Yes, I don't think exactly. there's any fan base that wins a lot or has won a lot that isn't spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I don't think there's any fan base that's losing a lot right now that isn't toxic. Yep. You're probably right. <laughs> yep. But to the point, I think they're probably both true. Yep. Maybe the I... Texans. If you've they never They might just won... be chill with it. Yeah, like Rockies <laughs> fans. Uh, yeah. Eh. I mean, I guess the <laughs> ones who get mad just leave. Yeah. Those fans are never really better. to the point of apathy, too. They yeah, are. exactly. All right, should we hit a couple questions on the website? Yeah, let's do it. First one from Corey Jones, 1976. Food for thought. There are always solutions, never problems. It is not out of the realm of possibility that you could package your next two first-round picks to draft a quarterback and let his cheap salary offset Wilson's high cap it over the next three years. There are always solutions if they don't believe Russell is going to be their guy. It's just too soon to go that drastic. Well, and the other thing about that is you then lose the – even if you hit on the quarterback, 
you lose the greatest advantage you have of hitting on a young quarterback, which is the lack of cap implications. Yeah. And then good luck building a good enough team around a young right. guy as he gets exactly. better. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. And that's why what, you're trading up from pick 28. Congrats on getting Will Levis. <laughs> All right. Like, it's right, not like you're right. going and getting Bryce Young. Right. right. Will Levis. Coach Tobin says, Clint Kubiak looks like Murph from Impractical Jokers. I know this season seems like it is over. It is. That's all I've got. At least positive, right? Yeah. Frizz no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baby says, I remember back in August when RK excitedly talked about how much fun this season was going to be. I mean, I was probably in there too, so throw me in there as well. Uh-huh. Uh, new coaching staff, new quarterback, new vibes. A turnaround which we could see as a Super Bowl contenders within the year. An electric offense which will be able to hold leads for our defense to pinch their ears back or pin their ears back and finish out games. Alas, how do we get here? How did we get worse? What is Broncos country going to do to deserve this? I'm usually not a negative guy, but I also wanted to vent about my frustration and wallow with fellow Broncos fans. Briz mm-hmm. baby. Feels pretty simple to me. I mean, <laughs> the offensive line can't block. The quarterback can't throw. The defense is the opposite of clutch, whatever that word yeah. is. Yeah. And you throw in that everybody's hurt too. So there you go. That's how you wind up right here. All right, that's why I have Henry. He answered for me. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, I've said this before, and I'm not, you know, I'm necessarily excusing how wrong I was, but I, even the greatest hater of Russell Wilson and the biggest hater of the Broncos mm-hmm. combined into one person. No. If those two had a love child, they couldn't have <laughs> predicted yeah. how bad the Broncos are. No, no. I, yep. Seahawks fans are um, just amazed that right now they're getting a top five pick for us. Oh yeah. I mean, they 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 were cheering for it for many reasons. They wouldn't have even guessed this. I wonder what that's like for them. Just like yeah. every week, they I get mean, another awesome thing that happens to them. It is yeah. the most pure ecstasy for them, I would imagine, because it is not only getting a good, a great draft pick, but then you are seeing the guy who wanted out and forced his way out in their eyes yeah. um, of failing. Yeah. 100%. So it's two great things for them. Yes. Yep. It's insane. It actually probably would be better for them if they were bad. Not as for the fun part, if but they got like two top 10 picks this year. Oh, yeah. The Seahawks? Yeah. Right, right, right. Yep. They're too good for their own good because it's not, they're not going to do anything. You get right. your quarterback, though, and you got a good team around him, apparently. Sure. Yep. Do they have their quarterback? No. Oh, you mean in the future? Yeah. With yeah, the yeah, Broncos, they will. Yep. Yep. Oh, brutal. Honestly, that might be Will Levis. <laughs> That's there might be four Levis. teams taking quarterbacks before him. That would would not be a good idea for them. We'll see. Betting on Kentucky, I was not a fan of him throwing <laughs> interceptions in the end zone this week. <laughs> Spencer Rattler. All right. Uh, yeah. Again, he was no, good. Okay. That'll be end up looking good for the Broncos. Yes, um, it would be. <laughs> all right. Uh, unfortunately, that's all we have time for. Ran a little long today on a short shorter leash than we normally have. Uh, so. Wow, sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, so, hear Rapids GM on? Rapids 2. Rapids GM. 2, which is like the, the theater. Like, oh, program. nice. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, tune into the Rapids so, show. So, tune into the Rapids show after this. Appreciate everyone for tuning in. Appreciate all your comments. Hopefully, they're uh, still relevant tomorrow and you can copy them over and yep. we'll get to them then. Um, but for these guys, we will talk to you guys.
mind. 